Welcome to MSP Soundbites, brought to you by Malwarebytes. Join Brian Kane from nerds to go and Brian Thomas of Malwarebytes and your host, Sean Dolly, as they look at the power of cross-selling. Good cross-selling benefits managed service providers in growing the business. Learn how you can make cross-selling work for you. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you're joining me live from Las Vegas, where I am about 10,000 brain cells uh, less this morning than I was yesterday. Vegas took some money and a part of my soul, so we're going to get through this together. Uh, we've got some people joining us today to talk about uh, the uh, cross-sell, but first I want to do a quick little introduction because I don't even know who they are. Um, it looks like Brian Kane. Um, <laughs> tell me who you are. I mean, just a very high level. Or, 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 I give you an option, or you can do interpretive dance and then I'll know who you are, and then I'll just explain it while you do it. There we go. I mean, it's a podcast, so I think that'll actually work out even better. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, I am the uh, Senior Director of Technology for nerds to go We are a growing nationwide MSP. Awesome. Perfect. And then uh, we've got two Brian's that make it really easy, because, uh, again, I'm down brain cells, so I can't forget names. Brian Thomas, um, why don't you give us a really high level of uh, who you are and what you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> Thanks, Sean. So yes, Brian Thomas, the other Brian, uh, I think affectionately, hopefully affectionately known as BT. Um, but I'm the Vice President of Worldwide MSP and Channel Programs at Malwarebytes. Um, I've been with the company now for, for four months. I came from WatchGuard, Arista, Mojo, SHI, Cisco, and Rocky over, over the last uh, five to 10 years. And uh, yeah, very excited to be here. And also in Vegas, coming to you live from Las <laughs> Vegas. Down a few brain cells, not quite 10,000, but a few. Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. Who, yeah, yeah, who the hell are you, by the way? Who's our host? I, I am your host, uh, Sean Dolly. I work for Malwarebytes, uh, uh, Director of Global Channel Development um, for our MSP practice. Um, for those who, uh, I, I joke because I, I mentioned I don't know the two Brian's, but I do very well. Uh, Brian Thomas and I have known each other for over 10 years, and I've worked with Brian Kane for quite a while now. Um, for those who have seen the show Between Two Ferns. This is gonna be my version. It's called Between Two Brian's. Um, and today we're just gonna be having an open conversation about uh, the cross-sell. Um, this is one obviously you sell into your base accounts, current clients with uh, new solutions that you brought to market to expand your portfolio and reach within each customer. We are gonna be talking about why it's important, how do we focus on it, um, and uh, you know how do we make it successful? So we're gonna start from there. First question goes to Brian. Why should vendors, manufacturers, and partners care about cross-selling? Well, thanks, Sean. Between two Brian's, nice ode to between two ferns. I love that. Uh, uh, no, on the, the cross-sell side, you know, I was I was thinking about some stories um, from you know, from a few years ago, and I and I think we probably all remember um, Meraki, both pre and post Cisco acquisition. And I just remembered some um, some nice nuggets right, of wisdom and, and really what they did early on. I'm sure Brian Kane, I'm sure you remember this as well. Um, really the lesson that I found that I learned um, throughout that process, especially pre-acquisition, was that um, the important thing was to make it easy for the MSP or the customer to fall in love with the flagship product first, right? I think we all remember that Meraki um, had that free access point for attending a webinar. And it didn't matter if you were part of an organization, part of an SMB, part of a mid-market account, it didn't really matter who you were. Um, you could have that AP literally shipped to your house. 
And then all of a sudden you started falling in love with the platform, right? You started falling in love with the UI. You started managing your entire network in your own environment. And then all of a sudden the stack starts growing, right? They come out with switches, they come out with firewalls, then came the security cameras, mobile device management, the stack starts growing, right? And all of that starts coalescing from, I think really where it, where, where it began, right? Is that that love for the flagship product first makes the cross-sell story, I think just the aperture of that grow over time. What are your thoughts, Brian Kane? I, just, I always felt that was, that was the lesson that I learned a long time ago. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that a hundred percent. I think, I think the other advantage there is the relationship. I think as a, especially from the MSP perspective, um, I love when I can create a deeper relationship with my vendor through cross-selling. I can expand my portfolio through cross-selling. And at the end of the day, I have, I have one throat to choke. Um, but some of the advantages too, it usually brings me better margins. Um, it helps me increase my partnership level with them. Uh, and I'm already used to working with them. My support team is already used to working with them. We're used to getting certified with them. And so it really brings, in my opinion, a lot of operational efficiency back to the MSP on the relationship side too. No, I, I agree. I've always looked at cross-selling as when you go fishing, you can either have one line with one piece of bait and catch a fish, or you can have a big net and uh, troll and, and grab a whole bunch of fish at the same time, right? So that's your product set. You kind of drag everything along with you. So Brian, a follow-up question. What was the most important lesson you've learned in all of your years of leadership and uh, pushing cross-sell? And how did you make cross-selling successful through either sales coaching, sales training, or even product management? Yeah, I, I think that um, overall, um, from a leadership perspective, it's always been around setting an example of, of from a cross-selling specifically, um, around how bundling angles play really well in the MSP world, right? And making sure that the education around how specific, spe specific successful MSPs are bundling your solution in ways that may be considered creative, right? And then doing a good job of, um, of doing internal case studies and external case studies so that MSPs can learn from their peers, but also internally, right? Sales reps can learn from the accounts that other sales reps are, are managing. I think that that's probably one of the, the best things that a leader can do from a cross-selling perspective is highlight the wins and go into the why, right? And if you tie it into a nice bundling story from the beginning that has some degree of creativity, um, yeah, the, the cross-selling story, I think, always feeds from that. Great, Brian. What, what about you? Yeah, no, I love that. Uh, one of my favorite books, actually, I'm going to plug a book here, is Start With Why. Um, <laughs> it is, it is a, it's a great book um, by Simon Sinek. But, but Brian touched on something that I love there, too, which is, the focus becomes on the solution. A lot of times we get hung up in other places while trying to cross sell, especially when the technology gets mixed in. Focusing on the solution, because when you solution sell to your customers, you are cross selling. You are bringing them the best solution for their business. Whether, whether you're doing that because you have a specific relationship with your vendor that brings these tools in that are easy for you to use, or not, at the end of the day, if you're bringing them a solution and that is your focus with your sales team, 
That is how you win. You do not win deals with speeds and feeds anymore. It's just not the way this works. No, completely agree. And Brian Kane, this one's for you to follow up. Uh, coming from the MSP side, what do you look or hope that a vendor manufacturer does for you to expand uh, cross-sell from the MSP side? Absolutely. The things I look for, uh, especially, you know, a good partner portal is, is one of the things that really makes me happy as an MSP. I look for a few things in that partner portal. When I get to that partner portal, I want to have uh, easy ways to contact the people that I'm working with there. I want battle cards. I want to see how this technology stacks up against the others. I want easy ways to co-brand my existing brand with their brand. I want to work together with my vendor. I want to go in arm in arm. I want us to win. Um, I, I really want to make it easy to sell their product into my customers. So a strong partner portal that makes it easy for me to find the things I need and communicate the benefits of that vendor to my customer, those are big wins in my book. No, absolutely. And I guess, Brian Thomas, on the opposite side, what do you, uh, from the uh, vendor manufacturer side, uh, look for either feedback, uh, insights from the MSP side to expand the portfolio for cross-selling? I think it's really more of an awakening around what, how, how we are buying today that was different from you know three years ago, five years ago, seven, ten years ago. And um, I always hearken back to uh, the statistic that's very relevant, especially you know in a pseudo post-COVID world. Uh, 67% of the buying journey is complete the moment you get a prospect on the phone, right? 67% of the buying journey is complete. That means that prospect, right? They've checked out your competitors. They often are very familiar with the basic differentiators. So us as sales professionals regurgitating, right? The high level and generic differentiators, especially when you get a prospect on the phone, um, and this, of course, ties in nicely with cross-selling. It's simply a waste of time, right? What they really want you to do is they want you to tailor that message um, and that conversation for them, right? What vertical am I in, right? What stories do you have for me that you can tell within my world, right, that you have solutions sold for, right, in, in, within companies that are relevant to me, right, that have MSP practices that, that sell into SMBs or the type of vertical that I sell into. And I think that's more of an awakening than anything that, that we need to take into account that they're not just looking for, here's a battle card and go home, right? <laughs> this is about, we know, we know the high level differentiators. We understand this is the reason we're on the phone with you to begin with. Please, please get to the point quickly and make that point as tailored as possible, right? To my story. And uh, Brian, Kate, any last uh, words on what Brian just said from uh, the manufacturer side? before we uh, kind of cut this uh, podcast short? Absolutely. Any, anything that the vendor can bring to us, you know, to empower us to, to be able to resonate with our customers. That's, that's one, of my, one of my favorite words because I think it is one of the most powerful. I agree with that statistic that once you can connect with a customer and show them how the thing that you're providing, the solution you're bringing is relevant to them, you can, you can apply it to a need that they have or something they're trying to accomplish, once that connection is made, you start to establish a relationship. And again, relationships close deals. It's the truth at the end of the day, that is how you win. And if we can work together, vendors and partners, uh, to really ultimately help our customers, then, then it's a win for both of us. And that's what we all want. 
No, completely agreed. Um, so I, I want to thank you both very much for your time today. I think the one thing that hopefully everyone listening, you know, agrees with, understands, or has at least put in the back of their mind that, as Brian King just said, it's about relationships, right? Speeds and feeds don't sell anymore. And selling into the base or your current client uh, list through cross-sell is a whole lot easier because they already believed in you. They already bought in you. Now you have to expand that reach by bringing in the right portfolio. Uh, with that said, so everyone, hopefully you enjoyed the, the short podcast today where we talked about the uh, cross-sell or at least the high level. Join us next time when we do a deeper dive into the art of the cross-sell. And I promise we'll bring a, little, a few more jokes for you. Um, but till then, um, any parting words, Brian, uh, for everyone out there selling? Brian T. <laughs> yeah. Well, with two Brian's, you can't really do that on this podcast I know. anymore. You're literally <laughs> between both of us. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no parting words, Sean. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone. Um, happy selling. And until next time, we'll see you then.